As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. Uh, you just like to complain about everything. I do not like to complain about everything. Why not? This week on Dueling Review, we review Mockingbird number one by Chelsea Kane, Kate Nimzezic, and Jolie Jones. I'm going to guess that's how you say their names. If I not, Nem- I apologize. Nemechek. Why are we reviewing Mockingbird number one? Because you demanded it! Now, in her own ongoing series! Bobby Morse is Mockingbird, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s most versatile, most in-demand agent. The string of missions gone wrong indicate that something strange is lurking within the S.H.I.E.L.D. neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Your own medical and recovery network. How far will Mockingbird have to go in order to solve the puzzle box and get to the truth? We're ready to believe you, best-selling author Chelsea Kane and newcomer Kate Nimzimzik. Sorry. Nemechek. Nemechek. There you go. Nemechek. Welcome to Dueling Reviews. Uh, this is actually a fairly fun issue. It Fairly? Fairly fun issue. I don't usually want to, you know, bury the lead. So I'm going to tell you right now, I loved this comic. It was very funny. This is an amazing comic. Here's the thing. It's a mm-hmm. pr- fairly straightforward story. It's um, Mockingbird constantly going back her weekly checkups with S.H.I.E.L.D. at mm-hmm. the at the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, what is it? A hospital the, unit? What is it? The shield. It's a, it's a secret shield clinic for superhuman types, which leads us to things like uh, Tony Stark sitting and reading a pamphlet about gonorrhea. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Well, Howard, the, I, Howard the, 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 the visuals cessations. <laughs> the visuals in this is what you super have to pay attention to because yes. sometimes you get things like patient history form. Uh, profession. Check all that apply. Spy. Superhero. Shield agent. Sidekick. Supervillain. Henchman. Henchwoman or other in the last year, have you been exposed to gamma rays, super soldier serum, infinity formula, infinity gems, pim particles, uh, uh, Vita rays, cosmic radiation or other? Yeah, (laughs) there's great stuff. And even the even the and I think that's kind of the part here, because, I mean, even in the in the hospital rooms, you when you look at the background, can you Mm -hmm. get cancer from radioactive friends? Do you, Do have, you adamantium have adamantium body, body parts? parts? <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's really cool. It's, it's, and it's, I think it's important. I think they want you to 
Um, and and uh, why does uh, Black Widow spell yogurts? Y o g h u r t s. Ah, uh, because she's Russian. Is that how they spell it in Russia? Yeah, I love the fact that the notes on the Avengers refrigerator are all trying to get Iron Man to stop stealing people's yes. food. Yes. Did you eat my quinoa? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, everywhere you have to pay attention to the things that are going on in the background or the things that are on tables and everything, because I think that has to do with what this story is all about, or at least this first arc is all about, this mystery box that's being set up uh, yes. by Chelsea Kane, uh, because somehow having been exposed to this super soldier serum, mm-hmm. our, our good friend Bobby is having some maybe negative side effects and she Definitely. starts seeing these white zombie guys. Well, when, zo- when Bobby was created, she had powers for some weird reason, but she died in an issue of new Avengers a few years ago. Mm, okay. And to bring her back, Nick Fury injected her with a combination of super soldier serum that created Captain America and the infinity formula that kept him young for like right. 67 years. Right. And so Bobby actually came back from the dead and has never really had in the, I think it's been five or six years now, because it was around the time of fear of self that this happened. She hasn't really had a chance to be in a spotlight and deal with the ramifications. of Ah, it. I see. Well, apparently there are some side effects, being able to see white zombies that no one else can see. Right. And, the, and this is why I said you have to pay attention because slowly as her, as the weeks go on on these testing, they start to appear more and more in the background and on paperwork and television monitors and all sorts of different places. Yes. And the thing that's really fascinating is the slow build because we see Bobby over the course of several weeks. Yeah, it's a month. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's a point where she's basically dressed in a dominatrix outfit, and the, the it just says, I can explain the outfit. But they don't. And I Well, I don't think you fact. have to. Well, I think they're Is going this, to. Well, yeah, uh, that's what the that's what um, the writer says in the in the back matter, which yeah. again is I think readers, it's so important, listeners, it's so important to read that stuff, even though it just looks like a yes. block of text that it's just like, oh, what uh, back padding are we going to do here? But in, in many cases, it's saying, hey, here's why we approach this this way. Here are some things that we can expect. And in this case, uh, the writer is talking about how this is a big mystery box and or puzzle box. And the next four issues or the next five issues will all tie back around and answer all the questions you have in this issue and that you have to go back or the hope is that after you read that fifth issue, you'll go back and read this one again to make it make all so much more sense. And that's the thing. There's We've talked about this many a time on the Major Spoilers podcast. There's the mystery that is intriguing and wonderful and you want to know more. And then there's the mystery that seems like season two of Lost, just piling mystery on mystery. Yeah. This is the good kind of mystery. Oh, yeah, it totally is, especially if it's going to get explained, right? It's right. really interesting because in in the course of her um, examinations, we find out that she has some parapsychology or paranormal uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that's really cool about the white zombies. If you pay attention, when she first goes into the, the room with uh, Peter Venkman, um, mm-hmm. the white zombie in the monitor has his eyes closed. Then they start mm-hmm. doing a test where they see if she can move a ping pong ball. And the minute that she moves the ping pong ball, the eyes of the white zombie open up. Yep. And then the white zombies start appearing more and more throughout the rest of the book. Yes. And that is really subtle. The it's super subtle. It's super subtle. 
the backgrounds are just amazing. And the the little gags, the little jokes in the waiting room. Oh, when yeah. When we like, first uh, meet her, she's reading something. And then she finds out that she has the ability to move a ping pong ball with her brain. So five days later, she's back reading the rules of table tennis. Mm-hmm. Everything is a little Easter egg or a little bit. And every time she so is comes that Hercules, back, is that Hercules in the waiting room? Both times yeah. that we see Hercules in the r- r- waiting room, he's got the exact same yes. punched eye and ice on his head. I believe Hercules is no longer immortal, immortal and invulnerable. Mm. So the gag here is that he had, but may not have his own book anymore and runs around. Ah. But every time she comes in, there's a new nurse. Hey, what mm-hmm. happened to Pat? Where'd she go? Tahiti. Yeah. And, and for those people who, um, that's a shield in joke. That's, right a, that's there, a shield in joke. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But the, I think also, you know, um, how much are you drinking? It starts going from, you know, five glasses a, a, a day to like two bottles of wine a day, <laughs> two bottles of Chardonnay a day. That's amazing. I think the fact that they have successfully been using mockingbird, the character on TV has really done wonders for just the, I, I think just the perception of the character, because this feels like an A-level book. This feels mm-hmm. like Marvel came in and said, we have a character who is cool and important, and we want to write a story that is cool and important. So and- let me let me ask you, Mockingbird, because I haven't watched S.H.I.E.L.D. since, um, since not Gary Busey, Probably since Chet was one. on. Well, since Chet yeah. was on. Since Chet, <laughs> Chet the evil cyborg. Yeah, yeah. So Agent Colson, I'm going to make you eat a greasy pork sandwich out of yeah. a dirty ashtray. So yes. I haven't seen any of the stuff with Mockingbird in it. Does this book tie into the show at all or vice versa? Yes and no. Mockingbird on the show is not called Mockingbird, obviously. Agent yet. 13. Um, I think she just goes by Agent Morse most of the oh, time. Okay. But right. the portrayal of Mockingbird, the this isn't. You know, the actress, this isn't Adrian Palicki straightforward, but there's a definite influence of the way that character looks and the way that character acts on TV in here, which I think is good. I do like the fact that this is something that always bugs me about female characters in comics. We see Bobby four times in four weeks, and each time she has her hair done differently. Yeah. She changes her hair in the space of the comic. Well, so that does bring up another question. Mm-hmm. In the costumes that she's wearing, yes, um, it, the 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 leather outfit could that not be a result of the um, uh, black vortex thing or the um, uh, what was the other one the phoenix where the phoenix force where everybody split into like good and evil oh yeah. axis actually whatever that was whatever that what was. it really looks like and I I, I really want to know what the explanation in character is. What it really looks like is an Ed Bennis black canary. Well, oh yeah, it definitely does. But here's the reason why I'm thinking about it. You know how, you know how time is compressed in, in the, in comics. Yeah. Maybe this is us really looking at compressed time where over the course of one week, all these major events happen to where she's had to change her costume and shield's gone through a whole new change. And then this has happened and there's a whole new change. And we mm-hmm. get to the, the final week where she's in what looks to be a more modern or regular current mockingbird costume, because now we've caught up with current comic book continuity and that all these things that happen in the universe, secret wars, all this stuff happens within the span of one week between costume changes. <laughs> 
that's kind of an entertaining theory. I, I don't know if that's the case, but it's not terrible. Yeah. I, I it, do like the fact that the first thing we see her in, and because of the, the narrative, the last thing we see her in in this issue looks very much like the first costume she ever wore back when she was the Huntress. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice, too. It, it you know, that modified shield costume thing mm-hmm. with less cleavage now because she had some serious cleavage in 1976. But, yeah, that's basically her Huntress costume, which I think is an interesting nod to continuity that may or may not exist post-Secret Wars. So, yeah, that's eh, kind of neat. I just I just thought this issue was very interesting from that from that standpoint of here we're thrown a mystery. There's mm-hmm. enough of a hook onto this mystery to where we can latch onto it. And then as you start to pay attention and reread this a couple of times, you start seeing the white zombie ghost things show mm-hmm. up time and time again. And what does it mean and what's going on? And this is what a first issue should do. It should hook you mm-hmm. so that you want to read the next issue. So yeah. that hopefully the second issue then ties you to the third and explains things more and into the f- uh, third, fourth and fifth. And then hopefully by the end, it pulls one of those great Grant Morrison things that he's been doing the last couple of years where you have to read everything in order to understand all anything. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, think, I really got a kick out of it. I think there's a lot of really great kind of precedent for this because the behind the scenes look feels a little, you know, Astro City, but in a good way. The how does a superhero act when they're not busy being a superhero and not mm-hmm. like the boring who fixes uh, who, you know, who pumps the Batmobile's tires, as Grant Morrison says. But right. an interesting look at if you're a superhero, what do you do for mm-hmm. medical care? Mm-hmm. And the the ties to this remind me Marvel's actually been doing a lot of this in the last few years because this reminds me all, new, all that, different new number ones every week. Yeah, but you also get things, you get little gems out of it like Immortal Iron Fist. You get things like that Hawkeye run, the Fraction Asia Hawkeye run, like the latest Chip Zdarsky, Howard the Duck, like anything with Squirrel Girl. Mm -hmm. They take these minor characters, the people that people on the internet are like, oh, this will be successful. And they'll put them in a list of, yeah, these are lame superheroes who aren't Batman. But they take those characters. Oh, no, we're talking Marvel, so you have to it, replace Batman with Wolverine. Spider-Man, actually. But, the yeah, they take these characters, they find something about them that is uniquely theirs, and then they run with it. And I really love how successful this is in reminding me any time that I've loved a, a Mockingbird story. There have been a few. But everything about this just feels like you remember that mockingbird character that you loved in 1987 and for a oh, while yeah. in 2006 mm-hmm. this character still exists and now she's doing weird awesome stuff in a modern way and if you've never read any of that you don't need to that's the best part you don't need to have read west coast avengers 30 years ago in order for this book with mockingbird to work well and and really let's be honest that is kind of the big deterrent for comics right now in a is lot of that, ways, yeah. Is that the ultra-reliance on continuity is making it a barrier to entry for new readers. So when you – and so on the one hand, we can complain, and we do, about the all-new, all-different, uh, new number ones every six months. Mm. And yes, many of those new number ones tie back into something that's happened in the previous arc, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what the new 52 was trying to do as well, re kind of saying, hey, here's a bunch of new number ones, a different take on these characters, so that it might be appealing to new readers. 
so that you don't have to say, oh, gosh, Mockingbird, let me go to the Wikipedia. Holy crap. 1927, <laughs> this character was created. I'm not getting into that because I don't got the time to to read 700 million issues of, of this character. So on the one hand, that's that's really good. On the other hand, I don't mind if we can get into a book like this and over time, and this is the, the, the thing about Spider-Man with Dan Slott, is I can I can get into Spider-Man right now. I haven't read it in probably, I don't know, about a year now. I can jump into reading Spider-Man right now, and over the course of three or four issues, I will know almost everything I need to know that's gone on in the last five years. But I just have to make that commitment to say, okay, I'm going to stick with this story and see what happens. And over time, this this strange old guy is going to be introduced as Aunt May's husband, and I'll know who that guy is. Oh, okay, that's cool. So I, right. yeah, I, I I I see what's going on, but I also need. I think everyone needs to kind of get into the grips that, um, you know, 50 years, 75 years, 80 years of continuity is actually a, a bigger detriment than, uh, than uh, a help, especially as we're telling new different stories. Well, obviously I disagree, but I think that the reason for it, the reason for what you're saying is entirely valid. And I think that throughout the history of comics, there have been successful moments where you go, you don't need to have read Spider-Man number one to enjoy Spider-Man number 275. Right. That is very important. And when you look at this particular issue, I think the, the most wonderful thing about it for me is it takes a character whose gimmick is basically a shield agent in a cool costume who runs around and hits people. Not the one that you think of because, you know, the one in that billion-dollar movie, that's a different S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, the one we looked at last week. A similar gimmick, a similar character in many ways, and it takes a completely different turn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, this issue and last week's dueling review, Black Widow number one, have a lot in common. This is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's a kick-butt, super-secret, super-agent, and something is wrong behind the scenes at S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. They're both good. This is an entirely different take, and the, the tone is completely different to where if you read both, even though these stories have similar starting points and similar springboards, for lack of a better word, they go completely different places, and they're enjoyable in completely different ways. And Tony Stark with a gonorrhea pamphlet, come on. That is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's comedy right there. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mockingbird wears uh, candy striped socks, which cracked me yes, up. Yes, uh, some, some rainbow bright, some rainbow bright stripe uh, sh socks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any any bloody discharge from your ears? <laughs> well, no, not at that point. Nope, but she does. Uh, it's an interesting book. I, I really think people should check it out. I know I know nothing about Mockingbird except mm -hmm. that she's an agent of Shield. That's the only thing I need to know. Mm -hmm. Uh. And by reading this first issue, I also know everything I need to know about Mockingbird because they tell you in panel, hey, this is what happened. I got injected with this stuff that that uh, Nick Fury injected me with. And now I'm not aging and blah, blah, blah. I don't need to know anything else. I don't need to know how many times she's, you know, passed out drunk and woke up next to Tony Stark. I don't need to know any of that stuff because I'm sure she it will be. used to be married to uh, Hawkeye, you know. Well, so there you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. In in the Hawkeye issue, she was one of the ones in the Avengers Tower when, uh, or not Avengers Tower, um, Avengers HQ. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Is one, she is one of Hawkeye's ex-lady friends. And yeah. back in those West Coast Avengers days, they were the, basically the leaders of the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, but see, I mean. As a married couple. Yeah, it's fine to know that, but it's not, 
it's for the purpose necessary. of this story, it's not necessary. So I, I think, think this is a good number bring, one. I think they're going to bring her TV ex-husband in and tie them together and have her have two ex-husbands, which I think is hysterical given that Hawkeye is in the, the Marvel animated or the Marvel cinematic universe, which could imply, you know, by the property of the commutative property of universes that maybe TV Bobby is actually the ex-wife of movie Clint, which I think hmm. would be one. Uh, that would be weird because movie Clint has been uh, married to his movie wife for quite some time living on the farm. Oh, sure. But they're in their 30s. They could have dated 10 years ago. It'd be cool. Yeah, sure. They could have dated. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I, I say big thumbs up on this. I say, go check it out. Go buy this book. It's totally yes. worth it. I mean, I mean, even if you just want even if you just want to get in for this first arc, you're not going to be uh, driven down the path. Well, maybe you will. Who knows? Because next week's or next month's cover has her right. in that uh, in that costume with the corgis. But you're not going right. to be forced into a Secret Wars event or a um, uh, Secret Wars. What's the other one? Secret Invasion. Um, Actually, she was a key part of Secret Invasion. Yeah, but you're not going to be forced into that in five <laughs> issues. That's <laughs> right. what I'm saying. You're not going to be forced right. into buying into all that in five she issues. Was, she was dead for a while and Secret Invasion brought her back from the dead. Yeah, you're not going to be having to be drug into her her death, at least yeah. in what happened before. Exactly. So I, th I think it's good. I think it's really good. I, I agree. You you definitely want to pick this book up simply because of how engaging it is and how much rereadability there is to it. There are moments in this book that are purely throwaway. There are moments that are clear references to Ghostbusters, but done incredibly subtle to where you're like, oh, is that? Yes, it is. Yep. And the things in it that you learn about the Marvel Universe are fun things. Like uh, Hercules gets hurt a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's really pay attention to the uh, to everything going on in the panel. Take your time and enjoy mm -hmm. this book. Read it more than once. Next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have Chronicles of Conan, a trade paperback, volume thirty-one. Dark Horse presents two thousand fourteen, number twenty, uh, Dragon Age Mage Killer, number four. Mage uh, Killer. Let's see, Hall, Halo Fall of Reach trade paperback, Mystery Girl, number four. Uh, DC Comics has Aquaman trade paperback, The Maelstrom, Astro City number 33, Batman and Robin Eternal number 24. That one's wrapping up here pretty soon. Is it 24 or 25 if that one is, wraps up? I want to say 25. Yeah, okay. Uh, Clean Room number 6. You've <laughs> got a uh, coloring DC Batman Adventures Mad Love trade paperback. I don't know what that <laughs> means. It's a trade paperback of Mad Love that is made to be colored in. The whole issue? It's a coloring it's, book. It's fifteen ninety nine. So there you go. A coloring book of Mad Love. That's Doctor Fate number ten. Uh, Justice League three thousand and one trade paperback volume one. Legends of Tomorrow number one. That'll that's a kind of a tie. Well, that's the anthology book. Yes, it's kind of a tie into TV, but kind of a not. Yeah, it's it's really more of an anthology book. But it's got the Metal Men in it. Yeah, it does, and I think it's also got what Sugar and Spike or whatever. Mm hmm. Uh, Sinestro and, uh, number 21 and teen, uh, Titans hunt number six comes out next week among others. Titans hunt will bring back Titans now. Teen Titans. They're, they're tight. IDW publishing has three devils. Number one, uh, angry bird comics. Number three, there's a movie coming mm. about out about angry birds. The trailer actually, I thought it was going to be, <laughs> listen, I thought it was going to be super stupid. And then I watched yeah. the, the trailer this past weekend it's when we went to go see it's only Zootopia. a little stupid. It's only a little stupid, 
But at the same time, it's not just, I mean, the angry bird, the red bird, uh-huh. he has anger issues. And everyone else is just like, hey, man, just go with the flow. So when the pigs show up, everyone's like, hey, man, pigs are cool. And the angry bird's like, I don't trust them. And then the, uh, the bald eagle pees in a water that they just drank from. So there you go. Uh, Mars Attacks number one. That's IDW's greatest hits. That's a $1 issue. Uh, Max Maximized number 29. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic number 40. And My Little Pony Friends Forever number 26. Yeah, it's starting to build a little... Uh, Major little franchise there. We're going to be friends forever. We're going to be friends forever. Transformers number 51, Transformers Deviations one shot. There you go. Uncle Scrooge number 12. Someone was like, oh man, you guys missed an opportunity to review Transformers number 50. And I was like, well, I guess we did. Nobody just wanted to review it. That happens. It happens. There's we a also, limited amount of we time. Also, we also didn't rev- uh, review Eighth Seal number three. Mm. So there you go. Uh, or V-Wars Blood and Fire board game. Yeah. Uh, However, why, if there's something like that that you want us to do, you know, hit us up on the you, Twitter. You should probably do it a few weeks ahead of the actual right? state of a, of a book. Don't tell us after the fact. Tell us yeah. before. Go, guys, you should review Transformers number 50 that's out in a month. And we'll go. Oh, yeah, we'll totally, yeah, we'll totally see that because there's so much well, going we'll on that it's hard right to keep track of everything. Uh, X-Files, right. the board game, Trust No One, twenty nine ninety nine. Image Comics has Injection number eight, Legacy of Luther Strode number five, Monstrous number four, uh, Nameless, that gets a hardcover, that's 25 bucks. Rat Queens number 15, mm. uh, Tess Fowler was on Twitter today. She goes, what's the, what's the thing you're most afraid of happening in Rat Queens number 15? And I said... That it's going to be the final issue. And then she's like, nope, started on a new arc already. So, uh, nice. or she was halfway through the new arc. So there you go. Nice. Um, over at Marvel, we've got the all new Inhumans number five, all new X-Men number six. X-Men. Deadpool Mercs for money number two. Kanan number 12. Old Man Logan number three. Or I'm sorry, Old Man Logan number two. That's a second printing, Matthew. Go get your hands on that. Power Man and Iron Fist running through the forest, number two. <laughs> Oodalali, Oodalali. No, that's uh, Oodalali, Oodalali is a first issue. That one has a two ninety nine price point on it. Uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool, number one and two both get uh, reprintings. Spider-Woman, number five. Squadron Supreme, number five. Star-Lord, number five. Oh, Matthew. I heard... Uh, Fives. I heard Rocky Balboa showed up on the uh, set of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who's he going to play? I think he might be somebody's dad. I thought Kurt Russell was somebody's dad. Uh, Well, he still could be. You know who Rocky Balboa should play? Who? The champion of the the Eternals. Oh, maybe he will. Yeah, that'd be good. Or not the Eternals. The Elders of the Universe. The Collector has a brother named the Champion, who is an intergalactic boxer. We know that the Collector is not in the uh, new movie. That was a done-in-one, I guess, for Benicio. Right, this is his brother. The Collector's brother. Uh, Let's see. Big Trouble in Little China, number 22, comes out next week. Black Bag, number 5. Crossed plus 100 hardcover, volume 2. Crypt of Horror, number 28. Boy, the Crypt of the Horror Terror Blood. Uh, let's see. Dorman. 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 There's no hyphen. Dorman. So it's, uh, Dorman, number one. Mm-hmm. Future Proof, number 10. 
Grumpy Cat and Pokey number two. Heroes Godsend number one. Matthew already reviewed that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, go just listen to that at the Major Spoilers podcast. Lumberjanes number 24. Lumberjanes. One Punch Man graphic novel number five. Rivers Fair of one. London Night Witch number one. Apparently Rivers of London is a book series. I didn't know that. Our Rivers of London. No, that's Werewolves of London. Simpsons Comics number 227. Uh, ordered up a big old plate of beef chow mein. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh! Gets a graphic novel next week. Those are just some of the books coming out next week at your local comic book store. Next week on Dueling Review. Usagi Yojimbo, number 153, written and arted by Stan Sakai. In his efforts to save a village, Usagi's fate takes a turn when he must defend a kappa. A supernatural creature would normally be his enemy from an even deadlier threat. A renegade of its own species. Dun, dun, dun. The trail leads him to the monster's lair with his only weapons, two swords, and some cucumbers. You can show your support for the show and everything that we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important patron at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep this show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for checking out this Dueling Review. We're going to talk with you next time, and you're going to hear Matthew say... Kappa is half monkey and half snake. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.